0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Geeks. My name is
1: Tim. And I'm Alex, and we are two brothers on a quest to bring you the perfect pairing of whiskey and comics. Yes, how you we doing, are you doing? Fresh haircut, Tim.
0: That's right, yeah, I know, right? We start season two <laughs> with a fresh haircut, and then last week we throw back to the Wayback Machine in July. Uh whoops. But no, I'm I'm doing great, man. It's uh, you know, season two is rolling on and we're already changing things up a bit.
1: Yeah. Well, why don't you explain to the viewers, <laughs> last listeners, uh, you know what, before that, mm. what Batman book is behind you? Because I don't recognize Ooh. that. Ooh, for those just listening. Uh, yes. In my background, I've got the
0: first two issues of Batman, the imposter, uh, which is the new Batman book out on DC's black label. Oh yeah. The black label. So it's, uh, Matt Tomlin and the artist is, uh, Andrea Sorrentino, who some of you might know he is the artist on Gideon falls. Um, which you are really loving. Gideon falls is fantastic. If you haven't read Gideon falls, read Gideon falls folks, but also pick this up. This book is amazing. It's so nice. You're going to, you are going to love it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to go pick that up now.
0: Yeah, we're probably going to do an episode specifically on it once the arc is over or something like that. I think we should because uh, cool. it's like early career Batman, but the art's amazing. Anyway, that's not nice. why we're here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, though. Good eye. Good eye. Mm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're going to switch things up a little bit format wise. Um, not that we don't love talking for an hour and a half, uh, but we thought we'd give you our listening and viewing audience a little bit of a break so you don't have to sit down and watch us for 90 minutes, talk about whiskey and comics. (laughs) So we're going to start breaking this up a little bit and that way we can kind of do a little bit deeper dive on each one. And again, kind of saves you time. So we are going to go one week talking about the whiskey and a little bit about the comic. And then the next week talking about the comic and a little bit about the whiskey in the pairing. So this is whiskey week.
1: And I'm very excited
0: because we're going to I think our favorite whiskey locale.
1: We are hitting up. It's, it's got, yeah, I mean, yes, yes, it absolutely yeah. is. We are going to yeah. Isla. Oh, Isla. And not like a monster Island. Yeah. And we're not going to a, Oh, you know, like a nice gentle Isla distillery that, you know, has some sweet. No, 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 We are going to the absolute hit you in the face with peat and smoke and some salinity. And we are visiting Ardbeg.
0: Ardbeg, that's right yes um, and
1: i'm as, i'm pumped as, yeah me too this is going
0: to be a good one folks may you may have seen uh you did a neck pour session with this bottle and i'm interested to hear your thoughts on oh, how yeah. this has opened up since this is our essentials season and uh you know Ardbeg, in our opinion is an essential distillery that you need to hit um but the book that we paired with this for those watching you can see it behind me um we are talking Alan Moore's Swamp Thing this week. And we thought, you know, that, that book is a must read for everybody. It's in my opinion, one of the best monster stories ever written. Um, It's just an incredible story, which we're going to get into obviously in more detail later on. Um, But when we were talking about what do we pair with Swamp Thing? I mean, obviously it has to go to Isla. Um, We did, we did toss a couple back and forth, you know, do we do Laphroaig? uh do we do art bag and then when we saw we beastie we kind of thought well that makes perfect sense yeah that's <laughs> a little, that kind of hits it it's, i mean it's a little on the nose but yeah yeah sometimes sometimes you got to be a little on the nose um but i'm going to be honest with you it's been a while since i've had an art bag
1: yeah yeah i mean my oh so I you would, don't have i mean The sample that you have is from me, right? Because you don't have a bottle of this yourself. Correct. Right, and I think the last time that we were actually doing our Friday night dram with the whiskey dad and the whiskey rad, yeah, um, the whiskey rad is a huge Ardbeg fan. So, and I, and I think you let slip that you currently don't have a bottle of Ardbeg in the house. No, I don't. No, I've been going in this
0: like I've been going in a big kick of sherry whiskeys and sherry bombs. Um, recently, you know, Hardback doesn't do those. Not really. <laughs> I mean, there's some Sherry casks in this wee beastie, so I'm excited. It's true. True. Um, but you know, I've been hitting a lot of like Glenn Farkless and Aaron and, uh, people you're watching. I've got this Cavalan uh, Sherry, uh, behind me as well. And I've been doing a lot of those and kind of taking a bit of a peat break because I went pretty hard on Pete for a long time that was kind of all i was drinking yeah um and i'm just kind of branched off a little bit so yeah so i'm i'm excited to come back
1: yeah to my to Let's my come back, my come back home yeah, yeah I I well and so you know good. when it's when it's the summer and you know the early fall and it's been a little bit warmer you don't necessarily want to get um just smashed in the face with peat yeah. and smoke all the time. I do find that I, I tuck into the peatier drams more throughout the winter. I agree. Um, which which yeah. is interesting because when, if you've heard us talk about Glenn Farkless before, we say it's like Christmas cake or Christmas in mm. a glass. Yeah. So you would think, oh, well, that, that goes really nicely with winter and Christmas time and all those warm feelings. Except I tend to drink the peatier stuff when it's colder. Yeah, me too. There's just yeah, something usually- about that feeling. I was yeah. just going to say, there's a feeling of like a campfire and like, you know, a nice wood burning fire in the fireplace at home. And that's, that's what get, I get reminded of. And I just don't want that in July when it's yeah, humid outside. Fair. Yeah,
0: no, that's, that's, that's totally fair. So let's dive into the wee beastie Ardbeg. Um So yeah, like we mentioned, Ardbeg Isle of Isla. Um, it's proximity on Isla. It is like right down the road from Lagavulin, which is right down the road from Lafroy, which
1: is pretty awesome. Right down the road from, yeah. yeah. It's only the, only so one big.
0: the only one that's not right down the road is Bonahabin because that's way up yeah. in the north end of the island. Um, but uh, yeah, Ardbeg. So this, we didn't, when my wife and I went to Isla, we actually didn't make it to Ardbeg. We were only there for a day and like, Went to Laphroaig, booked a tour, walked up to Lagavulin, did a tasting, walked back to Isla or to uh, Laphroaig, did our tour, did a tasting. And then we're like, shit, let's go back to Lagavulin, Um, grab some distillery exclusives there. And then it was, oh, crap, the last ferries leaving the island. uh, We're about to stay over (laughs) outside of a distillery if we don't hustle. But we ran into people at the Lagavulin tasting room who said that the Ardbeg was their favorite like their favorite experience, their favorite tasting room. They had the the best stuff. Like they would, they just loved, um, loved our bag. So I am excited
1: to dive in. Nice. And yeah, for, for me, the reason I really wanted to get this bottle is it is a five-year-old whiskey, which, and it's, it's nice when a distillery is able to put that stamp, Onto the bottle and actually say, you know what, we're going to stand behind putting a an age statement on this young bottle. Because for most whiskeys, and especially Scott, like Scotch whiskeys, you don't get age statements like unless it's a 10-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's sort of the entry point for a lot of distilleries, is they'll put the number 10 onto a bottle. If it's younger than that, they're just not doing anything. Yeah. So, like for me, there's two ways to look at that. One, They think the product's really good and they're willing to stand behind it and they're saying this is a five-year-old whiskey, that's how I feel about Octomore, right? It's because if this is so good, we don't mind telling you that it's five years as opposed to Octomore non-age statement. The other way to look at it is which and I've heard and read a few places is they put a five-year-old age statement on it to almost make an excuse. Like, Mm. we know this isn't the 10-year-old. It's not as expensive as the 10-year-old. It's only a five-year-old. So, you get what, you know, you're getting what you're paying for. So, I'm interested to sort of go back to this after having done a little bit more research and a little bit more reading about this and sort of see what end of the spectrum of that argument I come out on. Mm. Um, Generally, I really like it when a distillery, you know, like sort of has the stones to, just say exactly what it is, right? Not don't hide behind That's like real. the the NAS and just oh, we're not going to tell you what you know what it's aged in. We're not going to tell you how long it is. You know, just enjoy it. Here's the price. So, I yeah. uh, I generally like it when they just say, you know, bam, here it is. It's five years old. Here are the casks. So yeah, yeah. What are you getting I right mean, on the nose here?
0: I mean, right away. It's just it's your typical it's typical Isla nosings. Although it's it's. The one thing I find so interesting about all of the Isla distilleries is how different the peat is. Like, it's all smoky. Yes. You know, you can kind of. It's. I wouldn't even say nowadays there's so many other people doing peat as well that, you know, back in the day you could pick one up and be like, oh, it's an Isla because it's so heavily peated. But now there's the, you know, the uh, Ben Romick doing peat smoke. There's the Balvenie Week of Peat. There's you know, Highland park who does a lot of peated stuff, a different kind of peat, obviously, but you know, there's, um, Ben Riech, I think does a peated, yep. uh, this I've behind me, I think we've got a bottle of long row peated. So there's a whole bunch of other people doing peat, but, but yeah, I do find that each Isla distillery also kind of has a distinctive peat to it. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. find cool is very clean. Um, Bunahaben, when they do their peat, is also very clean. Like yeah. the Toichinaga is really, really clean peat. Um, I find Lafroy is super iodine and like dirty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, Lagavulin is like earthy. Like yeah. it's, it's a real earthy peat. Um, this one to me is really salty.
1: Yes. Oh, I'm so glad right? that's what you said. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hints of, like it hints of Talisker. Like that sort of salinity, right? That's a great call. It's that, it's that sea spray. It's the, you know, if you've been to the ocean with the waves crashing in and that mist is coming in, you're getting that salt in the air. That's what I get from this. Yes, there's, there is the smokiness there, but the first thing I get is, is the salt.
0: Yeah. It's the maritime, maritime you know, with the smoke in the background, like it's not—it's yeah. peaty, but to me, the nose really doesn't come in peat heavy. It's more of a maritimey, briny background mm-hmm. of peat. Yeah, um, yeah. I've missed you, Ardberg.
1: Yeah, I know. It's time, time so, to get
0: some in my cabinet
1: again. I think. I yeah. I mean, the the ten is the ten's just such a, 10's a great classic bottle. Yeah. To have it's it's a great you know go to you're feeling like something PD it's just nice to be able to have it. Um, this is something it's it's a little bit different. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. it only spent half the time, so you're going to expect it to have half the influence of the cask. So this is done in X bourbon and ex oloroso, but because it only spent five years, that's you know a lot less interaction with. Uh, the cask, it's going to pull out less of the, you know, the oak influence, less of the like the vanillas, less of the the smoothness that you're going to get when things age longer. Um, it's going to be a little bit sharper. And so we can expect once we get this um, onto the palate there, like we can expect a bit more heat, some of like the tingling sensation on your tongue, like you get with some uh, like some younger bourbons where where you get used to that. So I'm getting like so little of the Oloroso influence on this
0: too. And again, I don't know how much time it spent in Oloroso. It's probably not a lot. Yeah, it's probably yeah. just a finish, but you know, yeah, I mean, if for it's me, a... for me, when you get an Oloroso whiskey, it's usually dry red fruits and raisins yeah. and sultanas yeah. and that like sweet, deep earthy, like, or not earthy, like deep, dark fruits, uh, um, yeah, like covered stu- cherries, like, like, like yeah. that kind of stuff.
1: I had very like none. <laughs> well, so, and even just like even just looking at the color, right? Very like light. are you picking up that general? Generally, what you get with the the oloroso casks, right? You get a bit more of that deep, darker amber. Yeah. Um, like you know, not quite red. Obviously, it's not spending that much time in a in a sherry cask. But yeah, you do get it a little bit darker. This is like nice and clean. It's still very light colored. It doesn't say no no color added, but it is no color added. Um, mm, so I just took a taste. Yeah, I'm going to go um, now. You go.
0: As you do that, yeah, it's it's really approachable. Um, I mean it again, if you're not used to drinking peated whiskies, I don't know if this should be your first trip to Isla. <laughs> just pick <laughs> this up. You know, we always kind of say grab the Bowmore number 1, uh Bowmore 10. Yeah. I think is a really good intro introduction, even Talisker Highland park kind of get one of those Island distilleries that uses a bit of yeah. heat to kind of get your way there. But if you're an Isla fan and you haven't tried this, like I was expecting this to be a lot sharper. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be as much of a punch in the face as Octomore because like, that's kind of, it's kind of a fair comparison, but it's also not really a fair comparison because Octomore comes in at like 60%. Right. Yeah. And I think this is 47 47.3,
1: 47.3, 47.4. Not bad. Um, and and yeah, I, said so, that, I, mean, I said that in my neck pour too, right? When like, right. as I was cracking this and I did next to no research when I was doing the neck pour, because I wanted to come in as fresh as possible. And one of the reasons I was excited about this bottle is I was hoping that this was Ardbeg's answer mm. to Octomore. Right, It's not like it's, it's just not that at all. This is a, a much smoother, um, Mm. much more approachable dram than the Octomore is. Um, it's not as complex. Um, and I think that's by design. Normally when you get things that are this young, the alcohol tends to be a lot higher. Uh, Um, I mean, just when you pour like right from the still into the cask, when you're looking at Scottish whiskeys, you're looking at the ABV is going to be in the high 60s, right? And then you can expect to lose, you know, 2% a year Mm -hmm. due to evaporation and just the interaction with the cask. That's just sort of the average that you're going to lose this. If this only spent five years in the cask, we're looking at 10%. So if it went in at say 67, 68, we lose 10, we're down at 57 they could have likely bottled this at full cast strength. Mm -hmm. So they added water to like purposefully to tame this down and make it more approachable. I think for the average drinker, because I would say most people don't want something that's 57 and is going to smack you in the face. And, you know, it's going to be really, really hard to, you know, I mean, we like that. I was
0: going to say your average whiskey scotch drinker isn't a complete and utter psycho like the two of us who are like what's that it's 60 percent no water please no water pull this (laughs) out of the bottle right now i mean yeah Yeah. we just did a we we just did a club tasting with our private club where we did an all cask strength and we started with a 60 percent um yeah because that was the most approachable easy drinking (laughs) one. was a 60 um yeah we just yeah
1: We thought, how can we build a tasting to obliterate the palate of all of our members? And I think we succeeded. (laughs) I think we succeeded. Yeah, pretty good. Um, But yeah,
0: no, this this is this is nice, though. I really I'm, you know, that first sip was really liking it going back to the nose. um, I'm getting I'm able to pull out a little bit more. um, And it's more it's more sweet. It's almost like a pear or an apple that i'm getting as i, so go I was gonna back say in, or almost
1: I'm, a citrus yeah i'm i'm getting i think more of the i mean whether it's the oloroso pineapple influence maybe? but yeah it's it's a little bit sweeter now sweeter the,
0: and there's something citrusy acidic-y almost a lemon or a pineapple kind of that's what i'm getting as I yeah like for
1: rosso. me Like for me, it's, it's almost like green apple, like a tart green Mm. apple. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, but yeah. And the, and the saltiness has like, has tamed down as well. Um, after getting it, like, you know, having it on the palate and then you go back and, and of course that's, you know, you're used to it now a little bit. I'm not, honestly, I'm not getting the black pepper. Like it does say in the description on the Ardbeg site, like cracked black pepper, and I'm not really getting that on, as they say, on the snout. Yeah, I don't get that on the nose. I'm getting like
0: the, I'm getting like the black pepper or even a white pepper, like that spiciness. Um, right as I'm swallowing it, that's when I get like like a burst of spice. Yeah, but then it like it fades with the finish, and then that's when for me the peat really kind of comes in, and I, you're just left with this nice smoky aftertaste that goes a fairly long time yeah um but also brings in a little bit of sweetness back in like i know they call it we beastie and i think adding the we is a very very good um a good thing to put in there because if this was just called the ardbag beast i would be very disappointed um yeah because it's not it's not a beast at all it's it's you know approachable and likable,
1: much like Swamp Thing.
0: He's yeah. not just a monster.
1: <laughs> he's, he's not a monster. He's he's not a monster. He's not a monster. No, he's trying to be a really good guy. He's, <laughs> he's a good mis- guy. so misunderstood.
0: He's made of plants, but, you know, he's a good... Yeah. He's a, just a good dude, man. Yeah. He's a good dude. Solid um, hang in the swamp. I think, you know what? I think he would be a solid hang. We'll get to that. Yeah. It'd be weird um, when he just fucking goes into his coma for, like... Ever and is just part of the swamp and his ex girlfriend's crying for like ever. Like that was weird, but yeah, that that,
1: that was a tough (laughs) issue.
0: (laughs) It's a weird section, Um, but man, so so I I I dig it. So digging it,
1: I agree with you with uh, like the white pepper
0: Mm -hmm. on
1: on the palate. I'm I'm also getting some like salted meat. Um, Uh, I can see that almost like. I, cured know, salt, ham. I want to say like salted pork, like, like Gimli would say. Of course you do. salted pork. Yeah. Um, but it's like something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but right, and it's again, it's like the the white pepper, and then a bit of that like salty, chewy meat, and then just this nice, long-lasting peat smoke. Yeah. Finish, which is which is really really nice. Do you remember what you paid for this? I think I paid, yeah, so it was over a hundred. Okay. So I was really hoping you weren't going to say two. No, 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 no. So I believe right now you can get this for a hundred dollars at, I want to say at some of the shops out in Alberta. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was, it was right around that or it, may, it might, it might've even been a little bit more. Cause I picked this up right when it became available and right. it was, you know, one per customer. And so I wanted to make sure to get a bottle. I think it's now available at the LCBO. Um, and I no, want to say it's like
0: $78 at the LCBO.
1: Oh, there you go. So not available. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, it yeah, might be, it's, great, it's yeah. not available yeah. to me yep. or me.
0: Yeah. Um, Price it at whatever no.
1: you want. If you don't have any,
0: yeah um, alberta you know what i'm wondering if your 100 was with like shipping and all that i was yeah. gonna say yeah because yeah alberta's
1: 70 78 bucks as well okay so i uh, i would say that's like very reasonable the 10 I, uh, you know what i might the buy 10's this. 100 yeah right like the 10's bang on like i think it's like 99 like it's always right yeah. at 99 bucks so uh, for $78, I think this is a very enjoyable uh Isla, like Isla whiskey and for $78 you're not going to feel bad about drinking it, you're not going to feel bad about sharing it, you're not going to yeah. feel bad about going back for a second or god forbid a third dram mm. <laughs> when you're kind just of- sort of tuck it into sort you like you really want to find out what it's all about and you need to go back for a few, you know, a few pours.
0: Yeah. I think um for me, I think that price point makes this very, very approachable. I think anything under $100 to me, mm-hmm. with how the market is right now, anything, uh, if you can find something that you like under 100 bucks, that's that's good. Yeah. Um, I it's obviously it's not the most complex whiskey I've ever had. Um, which if it was over $100, I would probably be not as high on it as I am, but for yeah. 75, 75 bucks, um, you know, I think that's a nice little Isla addition and it's a yeah. little bit different, right? I mean, if people are having Bag, I think a lot of folks have the 10, um, you know, there's the Oogadol, there's the Scorch, there's all these other ones that they've got, but I think this is a nice little nice little addition to their lineup. So good yeah. job, Bag.
1: Yeah, good I was job. expecting something more along the lines of the Corey Vreckan, I think when I right. like first was reading about this, because I mean, it does say like, At just five years old, Wee Beastie is a feisty young creature with a formidable taste. Hmm. Now, that's really good PR Mm -hmm. because I read that and was like, oh, I have to have a bottle of this. And, you know, it does have like some claw marks on the bottle, like on the label of the bottle. You know, it's Wee Beasties in red and then it looks like there's been like a claw swipe along the label. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's very well marketed. Mm-hmm. And I think they're obviously leaning into the, you know, like the peat bog like idea. Yeah. But it it's certainly not it certainly doesn't blow me away with yeah. this, you know, super strong, smoky um flavor. Yeah. But like you said, it's super approachable and and I and I quite enjoy it. Like this is something that I'll be I'll be going back to. I will say I I think I enjoy it more now mm. because I'm not having the I don't know. Maybe my expectations were a little bit either unrealistic or I thought it was going to be something it wasn't when I first right. cracked it and had that first sip. So um, I, I'm quite enjoying it.
0: Yep. And, you know, what would you, what would you score this? And then we're going to get into something else.
1: Yes. Um, I, I mean, I would give this a nice 7.5. Like yeah, it's, it's going to be right around there. Very approachable. It's I think well priced at seventy eight dollars, yeah. seventy eight Canadian dollars for anyone who's listening who right. doesn't know we're in Canada, yeah. So uh, and was thinking like states. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say just yeah. make make cocktails out of it for fifty. Yeah, I think I'd be around the
0: same seven, seven, seven and a half kind of thing. Um, mm. yeah, I said, totally approachable. I think it's great. Um, for those watching on YouTube, you may notice that and been asking. Tim, you have another glass with something behind you. Um, What's in that? Uh, We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to find out what's in that glass. Stick around.
1: What's in the glass? Do you like haunted attractions and Halloween things? Do you like behind the scenes stories? Do you like listening to two girls go off on random meandering tangents? Well, we've got the podcast for you. I'm Courtney, and I'm Brienne, and you can hear all those things on the Just Taunted haunted House Things podcast.
0: Okay, so coming back, um, I wanted to—I asked you if we could have something because on their website, Ardbeg says our whiskey creators set out to make the rawest, smokiest bag ever. Is that is that have they succeeded in that?
1: No. And you know why? Because I have the rawest, smokiest Ard bag ever.
0: Oh, boy. Tell the people what you have. And I'm going to yes. be honest with you. I've been sitting on this half-ounce sample that you sent me a long time ago, forever. And I'm very happy that we're doing this episode now That so I can finally try yeah. this thing that has been a,
1: a Fraser family legend. Yes. So for a the years. strongest, smokiest, rawest Ardbeg ever is this bottle that I filled by hand at the whiskey exchange many a moon ago over in London in the UK. And this is the Ardbeg Ord More. And this was bottled in, let's see here, May 9th, 2011. Is when this got poured out of the cask that they had behind the counter and it comes in at a whopping 62.5 ABV. Hey, there we go. Now baby. we're talking full cast strength.
0: Cask strength
1: art bag. The reason that this is a part, a integral part of Fraser family lore is this sparked a 30 minute hunt for the fire that must have been burning at our parents' house. So funny. So I didn't just pour one of these. I did get a second bottle and gave one to the whiskey dad. And they used to live out, uh, out in the country. They had this uh, really nice home. It was on 40 acres of land, nothing but pine trees and trails and, just no one around them and our folks were sitting down and they were watching something and dad, as he's wont uh, want to do was enjoying a dram of, you know, whatever it is he decided to pull off his shelf that night. And my mom paused, whatever it was they were watching. And she said, do you smell that? <laughs> huh. And he said, no, because no. of course he'd been drinking whiskey and couldn't smell anything other than what was in his glass. And she goes, it, it smells like burning.
0: Is there an And it electrical was fire going on maybe.
1: Yeah. And well, it was also stormy out and there was lightning. So she was, she was concerned that one of the really tall pine trees had got struck by lightning. So they paused the movie and got up and started walking around the outside of the home looking for fire. No, there's no fire. That's good. Come back inside. Uh, they go check the electrical box. They go and check the, the stove, they go down to the furnace, and nothing, they can't figure it out. And she's looking, my, our mom's looking outside again, uh, just to make sure, you know, maybe they didn't see, you know, the, what it was burning. And our dad walks up beside her and sort of puts his head over her shoulder to look out, and he goes, do you see anything? And she hits him in the shoulder and goes, it's your scotch. Mm-mm. And they had spent a half hour looking for the fire because he was drinking this whiskey. Which I'm very excited to try now. This so, is so good. So, you've um, never tried this. I only drink this on my birthday. Mm. So, it is getting down to, for those that are watching and can see, this is a yeah, 50, 50 CL bottle. So, I'm breaking mm. my rule. I appreciate because it. Because I thought swamp thing deserves a real monster
0: Absolutely. so we're gonna
1: so we're gonna give this a whirl now the guy at the yeah. store when i poured this said have water ready oh come on son it's but i know but we're not going to do slap. that
0: no right yeah let me uh <laughs> taking off my little whiskey cap hey folks by the way the whiskey geeks whiskey geeks whiskey caps with comic characters underneath coming soon Keep checking our website whiskeygeeks.com these are going to be available for sale soon what? there you go oh and you've got one with iron man on yours iron mine has man. a punisher skull uh we'll post some pictures on instagram for people listening all right oh Ooh, that's what i'm talking about
1: right away yeah get your nose in there now this one oh when you stick your nose right into it burns the inside of your nostrils absolutely
0: um mm, wow it's very very different uh, from the wee beastie on the nose. This is not. The, I would not say this is clean and salty.
1: There's no like. There's no salt on this one. No. But no. You. What are you getting? I'm, so I'm almost getting. So I'm getting like pine, and and it, it's like like a burning a burning Christmas tree.
0: You know what kind of casks no this one this no no idea because i all i think this has some sherry cask in it because i'm getting a lot not a lot this is what the no if this was like a less intense nose this is what i was hoping an ex-bourbon oloroso art would be mm. smelling like because it's got some of those
1: this does have some sweetness once raisins. you get past yeah
0: once you get past that burn let your nose hairs get burned off completely
1: and uh, then go back in and get some. And then go then, back in yeah. again
0: and kind of ease into it. I'm getting a lot more of those kind of fruity notes and like not butter tart, but you know, like, uh, like cooked raisins and stuff like that. I'm getting yeah. a lot of that, you gonna try and find the casks. Yeah, I am. Man, this smells amazing. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm going to go in 63% you said? Yes. 62.5. 62.5. great podcasting of none none of us talking right
1: i know i was gonna say you drinking and me me looking up so what i'm getting is sweet barley and gentle fruit um after the like after the initial peat smoke that hits you but then
0: see this is giving me shades of Octimore. yes Um, for those that have, I mean, I was going to say, if you can find a bottle, you're not going to be able to find a bottle of this folks. Sorry. Um, (laughs) maybe if you go over to the whiskey exchange or if you're in the UK or you go to Ardbeg, maybe they've got something like this, but, um, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is a dram worthy of
1: swamp thing. Holy shit. Um, Right. So this, this one hits hard. And it's really like it it's fades quick. That's just what I was gonna say. But then it it leaves you, and it like you've still got the tingling on the tongue. But then the flavor kind of comes in waves, and that's why I think it's like the Octomore, right? Because it packs yeah. a real big punch, but then it it has layers to it, and it develops as you're drinking it. And yeah, now I'm when I go back, like cooked pears, cooked
0: apples raisins. Um, the, a lot of that stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is, yeah, this is one of the favorites that's on my shelf. And because I don't have much of it, that's why I reserve this to a, a birthday dram. Although, you know what? I didn't have it on this year's birthday because I got those three other amazing bottles. So technically I owed myself one. There you so go. This works out rather nicely. Happy birthday. Hey, <laughs> See, I'm
0: getting a lot of, I'm actually getting pineapple on this one too, which is weird. I usually don't get pineapple when I'm nosing whiskey, but I'm also like, it's almost like if you're going to like a Brazilian steakhouse where they've got like the pineapple that's like coated in cinnamon and sugar and they roast it over a fire and you ever have Oh those? yeah. 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 Love kind those of getting, places. It's, it's like that kind of pineapple. It's like a, almost like a barbecued dipped in sugar. Pineapple. This whiskey is awesome. Good job. Yes. Good job by you. Th- thank, you. Buying this if, thank you. I don't know. Thank you for sharing this with me.
1: Oh, hey. Yeah. I mean, who else Who else to share it with? You know, whiskey's hmm. for drinking. Whiskey's for sharing, right? Y- you're about to get hit up by a bunch of listeners saying, I'll take some of that. Oh well, it's, uh, Whiskey's for sharing, huh?
0: This one's, all the, this all one's DM's also sent to our Instagram account. About this one, Alex will be. You're on. <laughs> yeah,
1: Alex will feel the
0: hook for uh, for fielding those ones. Yeah, this one's a little bit more oily than yeah. than the wee beastie. Yeah, right. Have you ever have you ever put water on this at all?
1: No, no, no. Um, and it's just because I got a half ounce. Like, I don't want to, but I would yeah. be interested. I mean, I'm being a little precious with it uh, <laughs> because oh, man, yeah, I to just, to tell you like. That's our whole I, thing, right? Yeah. Like and I just don't want to like I don't even want to waste a half dram of right. by putting water on it and then going oh like that because sucks. I I yeah cuz I do enjoy it that much just as is. Yeah. So but yeah, I mean going back to it like back at the nose now it's it's even less of the of the peat and it's yeah. almost more of the sweetness now. Yeah. But the finish is still long and smoky it's just just yeah very very very
0: long yeah um well hey this is rises uh,
1: rises up out of the bog almost like he's it's coming back to life Ooh, how's
0: that for a segue you're a professional podcaster how Uh, about that (laughs) come back next week folks and we are going to be talking all about alan moore's swamp thing um a book that we both really loved. Um, and you will love to if if you like good stories I mean
1: You don't even I have really to like, like monster stories. No, it's just, it's just a good just like story. Good stories.
0: Um and like the artwork. I mean it's one of the it's you know, it's classic it's classic comic book artwork. It's not gonna be your modern no <laughs> your modern stuff. It's the classic eighties, seventies, eighties style comic book artwork. But I've got a. i have got I get real nostalgic about stuff like that. I really love yeah. old school comic art. So well, it
1: makes me think of uh, growing up and reading those first Spider Man books, those first X Men exactly. books that we sort of got as kids. Yeah, uh, because obviously we weren't reading this when we no. were young kids. Um, no. but, but yeah, and yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna get keep going and rolling on this, but that's what part two's for. So I'm just exactly. gonna shut up now.
0: There you go. You're going to have to come back next week, folks. Um, But uh, as always, please subscribe, rate and review, all that good stuff. Uh, We are the Whiskey Geeks. You can go to thewhiskeygeeks.com. You can follow us on Instagram, at thewhiskeygeeks. Who did our theme song, Alex? Who did
1: our theme song? Uh, I believe Mr. Colin Response did our theme song, Something About Your Love, which is playing right now in the background. And you should totally go and check out his stuff wherever you listen to music. Go and download it on Apple or Spotify and give him a follow. He is an awesome dude. And thank you so much for uh, letting us use this amazing song as our theme song.
0: To be fair, for this season, you might notice that the song that you're hearing isn't exactly his song. We we made it video game style because it's fun. Uh, But his actual song is dope. And if you go back and yeah. listen to older episodes, you can hear the actual song, but just go buy his album. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, come back next week, folks. We are going to be talking Swamp Thing. Um, I'm going to go and finish this dram on our break uh, before we record our uh, <laughs> Swamp Thing podcast, because I just want to sit for a couple minutes with this Ordmore. Thank you, Alex, for sharing this with me. What a special bottle, but the wee beastie folks, it's really good. art bag's Awesome. Keep doing good stuff. Ardbeg. Keep sending hey, more stuff to Canada, Ardbeg. <laughs> release something like this commercially, please. Mm. Do something like this. Do something crazy. This would be fun. We'd all love it. Everyone would love it. So Don't water
1: down the wee beastie. Full beastie. Yeah. Bring, Cast bring strength beast. beastie. Bring us the beast. <laughs> all right. For the Whiskey Geeks, my name is Tim. I'm Alex. And remember, Scotch and Stories, they were made for each other. Cheers, buddy. Cheers.